What up, guys? This is Nico, and you are listening to episode 95 of Colorful Convos with comedian Trey Lamb. gang signs or anything <laughs> like that because I'm, I'm known to do that <laughs> you're huge into that yeah yeah so you're very controversial in that that's why i have you here actually good <laughs> i want to set some things straight in <laughs> some articles about me i like to clear them up they're all right that's what i like to clear up I like to confirm all the articles i indeed am that person i am not lying that's yeah, who no, I am. <laughs> everything they said about me is true <laughs> um you are like you're super sarcastic, like, on stage, right? Like, that's you. Like, that's who you are. Even just, like, talking to you for the first, like, 10 minutes, I could tell, like, that's your kind of, like, you're just very sarcastic in nature. That has to come off super douchey sometimes, yeah? Oh, dude, I was <laughs> just about to say, like, I've been noticing lately, it's like, oh, it's it, it's an issue. Like, it's actually, like, you can't talk to people Not like at that. All. Like, Not I, at all. And I'm realizing it with, with friends uh, that I like new people that I meet. Yeah, that's where you really see it because they're like, you know, first impressions, and they're like, "What the fuck? What's yeah, wrong? This guy Can I swear on this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Please say okay. fuck, 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 fuck. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, people, guys, you know, I'll meet someone and then you know, getting to know know them a little bit. They're like, yeah. "Oh, you're actually like a nice guy." I'm like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Well, you just the way you, you're such an asshole <laughs> all the time when you talk and like or." At like uh, at open mics or whatever, if yeah. if, if uh, you know I'm clapping for somebody going up on stage, a buddy right. of mine, right? I'll I'll go, hey, all right, and just saying that, people are like, what's Ooh, up, dude? Yeah, like, like what's why wrong are with you? you bro? Yeah, and then like, dude, even with like with with women too, like just like talking in conversation, they're like. Are you okay? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I think you're beautiful. I think you look very yeah, nice. I'm having like, a great time right now. <laughs> And I say it like that. No, I'm having a great time. <laughs> and you're just straight face. Yeah, I'm straight face because, like, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> What's the problem? Uh, yeah, like, when you tell, like, a girl, like, at a club or whatever, you know, that you do comedy, what's that reaction like? Well, I don't. You don't? <laughs> I, I don't, for sure. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's I, I don't find that anything to, to brag about. Right. I, I honestly, I go the opposite way. Like, I'm like... If, if it comes up, you know, like, right. you know, what do you, you know, what or you like if I'm, inv maybe I'm inviting them to a show or something, maybe right. then I'm, I would flex, but like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I would never like be like, Hey, what's up? I'm a comedian, <laughs> you know, uh, that just turns some heads, you think? Yeah. And like, like, at, like, uh, at jobs too. Yeah. Like I would not say it no not uh, at all no because like the dude the last thing i want is like is that whole office like hey hey well, you're the comedian. jokes guy exactly, yeah, dude. yeah i got a joke for you and i'm like oh for god's sakes like that's how i like so background about me a little um i dj too and like when i meet people and i'm labeled the dj guy it's like always like oh play music like hey bro play music exactly bro. hop on the ox bro and it's yeah. just like for you it's like hey tell a joke buddy dude <laughs> 
when people say tell a joke, like, I mean, I think every comic or comedian tell, talks about this at some point, but it's like, it's so annoying because it would it. happen in, it would, because it's never going to work. Never. It's not going to work no matter what. Like I do. So, so when I was in college, that's where it happened all the time. I would being, I was in college and we, I like was part of this like stand up comedy yeah. club and then, um, where we would book people, whatever. So we were, we would pass out flyers to people just like walking by yeah. kids walking to class or whatever. And you know, a lot of the time people would stop and be like, look at the flyer and be like, Oh, com you're a comedian. All right. Tell me a joke. And then the first few times I would like be like, all right, well, uh, <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so I grew up in Canada and, uh, when I was in middle school, like I'm like going into a whole bit now, it's like a three minute story. They're like, I'm late for class. They're like, like no, like, not like that, yeah. dude. And then, and then I'm, and then I would try to work on like, okay, maybe, you know, shorten it. And then I would just, I would do a joke and then it would just fall flat. Right. Completely flat. No reaction. And then, and then I, it became, it just got to the point where they would say, tell me a joke. And then the next like five minutes is me going like. You know, it's really not like that kind of setting. You know, you need to kind of be there yeah. expecting comedy. It's like, you know, low ceilings and t intimate audiences. I'm outside. It's the daytime. Like, and then, and then after that, they're like, okay. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to come for sure now. Like, you, dude. Oh, you're a comedian that doesn't tell jokes? That just explains why he can't tell a joke? Like, why would I want to? Oh. So, Yeah. Part of me is like, well, maybe you should just like suck it up and bomb in front of strangers because I mean that's nothing new, so. <laughs> right? And that <sighs> bombing that fascinates me because like you've bombed before, right? I I mean all the time, regularly, regularly, almost. yeah. <laughs> Which is good, right? Because sometimes like you can't be perfect all the time, right? It's gotta yeah. Is it like what was that first time that you bombed where you were like, wow, oh. that was terrible. <laughs> That was horrible. Ah, man, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sure I technically, like, I'm, I'm sure I bombed the first time I did stand up. Right. I think everyone does. Maybe right. Chappelle didn't, but right. like, yeah. Um, that guy came out of the womb. Exactly. Yeah. With a microphone. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a jacket. <laughs> slapping the mic on his knee already. With the jewel in his hand. Yeah. He came, he came out. Yeah. He came out, told a joke, slapped the mic in his knee, went back into the womb, <laughs> ran backstage. It's hot outside. Yeah. Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, but like, you know, you're so delusional the first time you do stand up. Where like, was it? Oh. Where was your first time? Like the first time you were given a platform to it, make people laugh. It's called the Space Bar in uh, La Mesa, California. It's in San Diego, like San near San Diego. Yeah. And it was like mm, a week or two after I graduated high school. And wow. I was like, I was still 17. And then I just, I don't know how, but like, I, I guess I was at this coffee shop was across the street from my high school. Okay. So I'd stop over there sometimes. And I guess I saw a flyer Something. posted one day that was like open mic night. And then it was like open mic comedy. That's what it said. And like that whole year. And I mean, I've always been watching stand up as a little kid. Right. Just you see comedians here and there, but that senior year of high school, I was really like, I was listening to, I had Pandora stations that were just comedy and they would just right. pick a random bit from a random album mm -hmm. and just play it. Right. Or then I was super into Louie and like all that kind of shit. Yeah. So yeah, I saw it and I was like, okay, let's do it. And then, and then I went the night I went, uh, it wasn't happening and it was a, 
it was a slam poetry night. <laughs> slam. And, so I, and I went up, or I went up to the one of the guys housing it, and I was like, you know, what's up with the open mic comedy? And he's like, no, they don't do this poetry tonight. Mm. And I was like, can I, I do it? Go up. Yeah. And he's like, all right. And so I, I, it was just poets. <laughs> These dudes doing fucking poetry and like lyrics and shit. Right. And I went up. <laughs> I talked about like uh You're seventeen. Seventeen, bro. <laughs> I was I was one of few white people on that open right. mic, you know. And uh yeah, I, I don't even remember my first I know one of the jokes was something like uh I was raised by uh, my mom and like my aunts and mm-hmm. stuff, uh, raised by women, and you know, uh, I feel like it taught me a lot. I didn't get my how did it go? It goes like something like I didn't so I didn't get my first period until like ninth grade, which is kind of late, something like that. <laughs> but like um, other girls, when they got their periods, they would like come up to me and be like, "What do I do?" And I'd be able to help them. It's like not a joke <laughs> at all. It's just you're just saying that in La Mesa, California, at 17 years old at a slam poetry. <laughs> <At a> slam. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And then there were there were there were other comics there. Right at that mic, I didn't. I found out after because like one of them came up to me and was like, "Hey, maybe this is how that joke should go," you know. And yeah. so he like ha- actually helped me out and like somebody like gave me a card to like. Go to therapy them. or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for rehab. Um, I forget. It was like f- I don't remember the name, but it was this woman, this older woman, who was like, "Here's my card," and I think it was for like a comedy class or some bullshit. And uh, but yeah, um, but it went it went very poorly. Yeah, but like even then, I was just mystified. Right, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, I just did that." Yeah, man, that feeling's got to be just like incredible and i want to get i want to get to that but like this is a funny question because it's the first like time i'm meeting you real like realistically i saw you on stage and now you're sitting in my basement which is cool how old are you right now 24 you're 20 oh i'm 24 cool cool when's your birthday august 30th oh it's coming up up. yeah oh yeah how about you may 21st okay so you're older yeah shit a little bit damn it so (laughs) i'm i should say that shit damn it yeah there you go yeah do you (laughs) This, it's crazy just like meeting you because like this is literally the first time of meeting you and you're sitting here now and we're just interacting for the first time. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's Meet amazing. a lot of people in their basements for the first time. It's chill, bro. This is nothing new. This is nice, dude. I like Thank it. you, dude. You're actually like one of the first like ever like in-person guests really because I've, I've had to do like majority of them on Zoom. Sure. Yeah, because that sucks, you know. Yeah, like that, bro. Like it's, this is so fun. Like, but via Zoom, like, it's just so like, oh, great! I can be like funny and stuff and have a good conversation. But it's not, it's not this. I hear you. Did you ever do any like those Zoom comedy things? I did a few. Oh, <laughs> dude, dude, how was that? <laughs> that had that to be like, horrible. <laughs> that was a. I feel that's a got. That's got to be like a low point in comedy. Like they talk yeah. about the 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 comedy booms. This is whatever the opposite of that is. Right. Like a crater or some crazy shit. Like, I mean, and it's, they're still happening too. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I guess, uh, you know, I'm not, I guess not shitting on, I mean, make your money, you know, if you need to, right. you know, if people are comedians like are getting paid doing it. Um, I think I got, I did one show I got right. paid for. 
But man, it was like, it was so bad. Like, I mean, the set went maybe okay. I'll never you don't know, know because yeah. like everyone, everyone's muted except for the. And then hosts don't know what they're doing. Ever. Yeah, people I who bet. put things together, they don't know. So there's always something going. Everyone's got a, their own thing that they don't know how to do. Right. And that you got to like figure out. And then this one, the host didn't mute themselves. Mm. So I was just hearing that only them <laughs> during my whole set. And then like I would tell a joke and then I'm like looking at the fucking screen to see like who's laughing. Is that a smile? Is that a smile? Like, oh man, it was so rough. It's but, like, cringy almost to think like just thinking back about it probably. Just like you were telling jokes to your laptop with no reaction. It's awful. Was it? It's probably worse than like like having if you show up to a place with nobody there. Like you'd rather tell a joke in an open mic like setting with if no one showed up than Zoom call a crowd. I think so, man. Yeah, I think so because like there's you don't get any of the any of the satisfaction of doing stand up right from from doing those. Like it's got to be. It's I guess you know I'm trying to f- silver lining. You know. Bright side, I guess it helped in having to make your jokes. They had to be funny. <laughs> like, you couldn't, like, I mean, I didn't, there's, I guess it w- helped you work on them, on the writing of it, because it had to be more scripted. Right. And if that's what you want to go for, then it was helpful. I found that that's not what works for me. Like, I have, like, with my jokes, it's like, I mean, what you saw was pretty, like, it was a pretty f- figured out set yeah. for the most part yeah. but like even now I've I've I'm gotten to the point where I'll I have an idea and like I might do you know a joke mm-hmm. or a bit but like I I try to stay in that so much longer now mm-hmm. and like try to find different areas cuz I'm at the point now where I'm trying to go I'm trying to get like a legit a legit 45 minute maybe an hour right. set, like figured out. I mean, I don't know where I'm going to do that mm-hmm. or anything like that, but um, the, the, the plan right now at least is cause I've, uh, you know, I've been doing these last few weeks or a couple months, even I've been doing about like, av- you know, 20 ish minutes on like shows. Yeah. Right. So like, which is pretty good, which is like a feature length set. Yeah. Um, but after this show on the 11th at Wise Guys, Wise Guys Comedy Club, <laughs> downtown Salt Lake City, July 11th, 7 p.m. Trey Lamb headliner. Headlining, Lake City Showcase. Um, the idea is to get that clip. Hopefully it goes well. Right. People show up and I get a good, I get a good tape. And then uh, I take that and just go on the road. Right. Um, that's going to be like a 25-minute-ish thing. So, you know. Hopefully I can, uh, I mean, you know, just start putting it out there, right. hitting up bookers and just, cause like when I went on the, when I went to California a few weeks ago, like I, f- I figured out, like I realized that like, man, to do it, to like be a road comic right. and like start being a comedian, you just have to start doing it. Like, yeah, you just gotta just, yeah. It's, you know, it sounds simple, but it's like when you're in it and you're like going to open mics or you're getting ready for shows and you're like planning shit out. It's, it's like I was getting in the mindset of like, yeah, but, um, you know, I don't want to be asking for things. Mm. I want to be 
good enough that people are asking me. They want you to come there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then I realized, yeah, but nobody knows who the fuck I am. Right. They're never going to find you. Yeah. Like, nobody. So, yeah, the, I mean, people out here and, uh, you know, four people in L.A., but, like, out, you know, Vegas, I don't know yeah. anyone. I'm Maybe two Evanstown, people. Evanstown, Wyoming. Exactly. Like, right. shit like that. So, it's like, I just got to start doing it. And mm-hmm. then I realized in California, like, you know, you do one show and someone on the show was like, hey, I, I know a guy who does a show in such and such. Hit him mm-hmm. up. It's tomorrow night, yeah. You know? And then it's like, oh, okay, now I'm doing that one, and then uh, that's how you do it. That's yeah. what I was day to day. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what the question was originally. It's okay. <laughs> sorry. No, no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's just such a, and it comes back to like before we started when we were talking about making that jump to the next step. Like that's that next step where it's like you have to put yourself in like really uncomfortable and like uncertain situations where it's like, yeah, I might have this show and then I might not have a show for another two weeks. Cause I still don't know. Exactly. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and because of that, you know, I'm, the idea of starting my own show becomes mm-hmm. more enticing, like just maybe a monthly thing, mm-hmm. um, make, you know, a couple extra bucks and then be, just have another show going on thinking about trying to, trying to do like a, like an ad, like a, specifically dirty show mm. you know because there's like there's clean ones out here and yeah. down in provo and all that kind of stuff but it's like you know and and even at the, you know some of them i mean the the open mics it's free range but like right it, but at shows they kind of want you to be a little more clean yeah and because of that because there's like kind of a push for clean comedy out here like dry bar mm-hmm. is totally clean right um you know if you want to work at wise guys you got to work clean and like um. Uh, yeah, and then if you go down in Provo, I mean, I couldn't even. They you told have to me go to church down there. Exactly. Like, yeah, I couldn't even say boner at a show. Oh. I was like, oh well, well shit. I can't do comedy now. Right. <laughs> That's my almighty word. That's like half my shit. <laughs> it's um, just dick jokes. It's just <laughs> about the word boner. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, but because of that, I feel like. There's got to be some, there's got to be like a need for, oh, people are just like itching for some like naughty stuff. Especially now, like with as crazy as the world is, like you want to see how edgy comedy will go now. Because like now people, some comics are kind of retracting their bits and like being a little cleaner, but then there's the ones that are still like just saying it. And that's like, I've always been fond of the people that just sit, just say the joke and just like see what happens. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's like, I love to see that too. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, some of the guys, some of the names that are like becoming really big right now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, at least from my perspective, like, you know, guys like, yeah, um, Chris Stefano, mm-hmm. Mark Norman, Sam Morrill. Like, I mean, obviously they're well known, but right. it's like the last few years they've really made strides more of a name for themselves. And it's like, they never pandered to woke stuff. And it's like, they don't care. And it's not because it's not because they're trying to go against it. It's right. just that they they know that they're good enough and smart enough, and their jokes are well crafted enough that it's not actually offending yeah. anyone. If you think about it, or like maybe it does, but it's so good <laughs> that it's that like it's you can't like, ignore it. So, and you'll but by doing that by by sticking to your own shit, and I'm talking like I know. I mean, I'm fucking don't you, <laughs> but like. <laughs> You're, I feel like you're gonna find people mm-hmm. who uh, who are on board and like like that style and sense of humor right. and like 
they'll defend you until you like die. Like they'll, well, they'll show up. Yeah. They'll, sh- they'll go to shows, yeah. you know, and they'll watch your clips or they'll mm-hmm. watch your podcast or they'll, I mean, most importantly go to shows. Like, right. That's the thing I noticed with, I mean, with a lot of comedians who are like kind of, um, going the, going the woke route and right. trying to be like more PC mm-hmm. and like, um, and, and, and just going, yeah, just kind of changing their style up right. to that apologizing for jokes they'd done sort of yeah sort of thing it's like it doesn't make sense to me from a even a business perspective it's like i maybe you know the whole right side of history thing but it's yeah. like you're a comedian right like, what this is your art when were you supposed to be woke a good person right like um and and i just when, yeah when when that happens like when they go when they go woke and stuff like i'm thinking like you know the people who like those whatever Twitter followers you're getting, mm-hmm. you know, because you're pandering to this kind of demo now. It's mm-hmm. like they're not gonna, they're not going to comedy shows. They're not buying like your those, tickets. Those kids, yeah, with you know, like or who, those people who are bored so, out of their mind, running thirty yeah, Twitter accounts. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the ones who are complaining so much about like yeah. who said this and who said that and like you know. It's like why? Why would you want them at your show? Even <laughs> right? It's like why are you trying to get those people as your audience when you should just? I don't know. Feel like you should just try to be building your own shit. Like yeah, like I, the person that comes to mind when I think of that is like, like I don't know how he's revered in the comedy world, but just he just popped to mind like Daniel Tosh, like Tosh when it came out, it was controversial shit, yeah. and to this day it still is, and it's never changed, and it's the same thing, and it's that's why people love him. Because he was just always the same guy throughout his career. Yeah, and he's just funny as fuck. Oh, my like, God. I mean, his. we were just actually, I was just watching one of his specials last night. His old ones? I think it was uh, Happy Thoughts. Yes, oh, my gosh. Um, and, I mean, I was just, you know, because I, I had just been watching my set from a show I did on Friday. And uh, I, and I was watching mine. I was, like, going over it and looking at notes and or, like, taking notes and stuff trying to work on jokes. And then I watched his special and I was just like sitting there or I was just listening to it. And it's just like the fluidity of it yeah. even. And I, and this is not what like the major part of it. It's just, the f- it's funny as fuck. Yeah. Most importantly. But then what really got me was like, there's almost never like a break between jokes. Like never. it's just, it's just one is just going into the other, going into mm-hmm. the other, going into the other. And it's like, man, you just, it just doesn't, it feels like it doesn't, the momentum doesn't stop. And I was really yeah. taking note of that because watching mine, like, and I'm sure you probably noticed this mm-hmm. from watching, it's like sometimes I would do a, I'd do a bit or I'd do a couple bits and then I just like, I kind of take a minute mm-hmm. and get into the next one. Or like, I mean, first of all, my transitions are dog shit <laughs> for the most part. And like, it's something I'm working on for right. sure. But like, but yeah. And I, and you know. That's different. Maybe it's different styles too. Like yeah. I, when I'm on, when I'm on stage, I try to like, I mean, it's not, a, I don't try necessarily try to, but I put on this air of like very chill yeah. laid back and, uh, grab a joint type of vibe. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it's like one of the, one of my buddies, Max, he's a comic out here, Max Bamey. He said, uh, he saw me at this show and he was like, you, he's like, you're up there and it's like you're too cool yeah. for this crowd. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, does it look like I'm trying to be too cool? And he's like, no, 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 no. That's just like what it's like. It's yeah. like when you get into that rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, when I get into it, it's like, yeah, it, I, it, it can get, be pretty, pretty smooth. Yeah, like you get like when I first saw you, you gave like the vibe when I it was like that you like you gave a shit, but like you didn't give a shit. Like you could say whatever you want, and you're just like unaffected by it. like if or not they laughed. You were just happy that you said it. Right. Kind of like that's how I like <laughs> yeah. like that's how like and I was like it comes off as confidence to me too because there's just like when I saw you, you were laid back, chill. It felt like to me that you were just like, yeah, what's up? Just another day, just you know, yeah, with the microphone in my hand, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and that just that only comes with just the reps just right. doing it a, a million times and like i mean and then there's yeah confidence in the jokes too mm-hmm. it's like and then it's, i mean especially with trevor's crowd like, right i mean give me a break like <laughs> just frat boys they're they're just yeah and they're so excited to be there oh and like gosh. they're there for obviously they're there for him or maybe for michael blaustein but mm-hmm. like um but they're just like so psyched at the idea that he's gonna be there yeah because of and I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to just like talk about him a whole lot, blow up his spot because <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, but, but I get it. Um, yeah, it's like they're you know they. I'm sh- a lot of them obviously know him from YouTube and right. Instagram and doing the skits and stuff. So they may not be a stand up comedy right audience mm-hmm. necessarily per se, mm-hmm. but they. They like they, they get like humor him. and yeah. they get his style mm-hmm. and like he's really good he's a really good writer too so his jokes are good mm-hmm. but he's good at like you know kind of embodying some of the things that people like in him right on stage too but then but because they're one of the reasons because they're not a you know a comedy audience necessarily mm-hmm. I mean they'll just eat it up too. right like it's they're easy. just yeah. yeah and it's like I know and then boner jokes work well there they love the boner <laughs> shit bro <laughs> and I like I started you know I did I started in high school or after high school so I mostly started in college right so college crowds are like my bread and butter easy like, all yeah. day that's Making fun of sorority girls, stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and they just that, yeah, that persona I kind of put on. It's like it. They get it. You know, yeah. They get that sarcastic kind of shit, and uh, like this the, on Friday, the the crowd it was like mostly college. It was like all college kids. Yeah. For the most part, a couple old people, but, um, but yeah, it was just all college kids, and they. I was like, there was a whole table of bros, and I was just like fucking with them for a while, and yeah. it's like. Just, I mean, yeah. Okay. So, easy. so that's so that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. So like, you being on stage, you are free range to do whatever you want, right? You can pick on someone, you can do whatever. Like, when I saw I saw Rogan here a couple weeks ago in Salt Lake City, he like was picking on this person, sure. and they got pissed. Like they got up and like got close to the stage, and like they kicked him out. Like it what? was super intense. It was like crazy. Rogan was like, "What? Like, are we doing this? Like, it was nuts. I was like, this is crazy to watch." Um, but with you, like, has that ever happened to you? Like, have you ever like made fun of someone? They were like, meet me out back, bro. Like, like get off stage, buddy. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's happened kind of not quite at that bad. Mm-hmm. I was doing a mic out here and this dude walked in. He had a leopard print mask on. Mm. Easy target. And he walked in, and he was, yeah, he was kind of, like, talking loud or whatever. And Uh so, like, I noticed him because of that. And I'm not the one who's, like, I'm never the guy who's, like, 
hey, shut up. This is my time. Like, <laughs> you know, cause I think, who the fuck am I? Right. That's always my go. It's so funny to me when guys, when people do that, though. They're like, like stop the show. Up here. Yeah. Like, Saw a Facebook right. video. Like, they on didn't that. know <laughs> an open mic was happening. They came for dinner, bro. Let They're hungry. Eat. They're ordering off the yeah, menu. Exactly. Bro. Have you ever been heckled? Yeah. So wait, let me yeah, yeah, go get back, back to, to yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah. So he was like talking, he was like chirping. And uh, yeah, leopard print mask. And I said, dude, are you wearing a leopard print mask right now, bro? And he was like, yeah, so what? I said, well, do your fuck, does it match your thong? And then he like walked up, walked up to me. There was no stage. I was just on the floor. So he just like walked up to me and like just kind of stood close by. And I was like, yeah. With the mask still on? Mask still on. <laughs> and then he, he, he was saying something. He's like, it was, he was saying it wasn't leopard print. It was something else. I don't remember. It was cheetah. Yeah, it, it was something like that. It was yeah. really something as dumb as that. You don't and know then, your animals, dude. Yeah, and then he was like, blah, 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 mumbled something about what it really was, and then he walked out. And then I was like, is he going to wait for me? Like, is he going to be waiting for me? But it's downtown Salt Lake. He's not waiting for me. <laughs> he's going to hand you a Mormon Bible. He's yeah, like, he's come join like, the church. You, gotta, you, you need to find Jesus, bro. That was rude. <laughs> And then I was at it. So another time I was at this show uh, years ago. Uh, I don't remember where it was. Yeah. It was at somewhere out in California, somewhere east, way far out there yeah. at a dispensary. The oh. idea of the show was like the comics go, there's like three or four of us. We go up, do some time. They take a break and then everybody smokes and everyone gets high. Ah. And then we go up and do another set, theoretically, all stoned and like, bleh, right? <laughs> But I was smoking so much at the time that it didn't fade. I, right. I was already high when I day. got there. I yeah. didn't smoke weed to do the first set, you know? And right. so when they did the second, took a break, I was like, fuck it. Uh, All right. Recharge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was getting kind of tired anyway. Let's get another one in. So whatever. It went fine. And right. then this dude comes up to, oh, I was wearing these new uh, Jordans okay. that had come out not long before that. And, uh, this dude comes up to me after, and he was like, hey, man, nice shoes. I go, uh, thanks, man. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of robbing you after the show, but you're pretty funny, so. Oh, thanks. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. I go, ah. All right, man, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Like, And then I just got the fuck out of there. I was like, if he told me he was, like, I mean, I don't I know. I mean, that's dude. a horrible icebreaker to open the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like, okay, what am I supposed to say to that dude? I, Thanks. I was hoping he was, you know, I thought maybe he's joking, but it's like, I don't know, dude. I guess it's good to never find out, right? Yeah, exactly. Because I was out in the middle of nowhere, bro. Oh, and like, man. yeah. Um, uh, I think, I mean, yeah, because my stuff, I don't really, I don't try to, aff I don't really offend that much. No. It's, I mean, Oh, dude, this one, uh, uh, this one lady came up to me af on Friday afterwards, and she was like, uh, she was like, she was like, I have notes for you. Oh, and I was like, please don't. Yeah, I said, I'm not to be a dick, but like, don't do this. Please, <laughs> you're gonna be in my next show. You're yeah, a bit in my next show. Oh, she would love that too. That's oh, why yeah. I can't do it. Right. You know? Um. And, uh, and she was telling, she's like, I, you know, I love how your stuff is like, you know, you, you, you're, you're good at, um, getting to the line, but never crossing it. Like, Ugh. and she goes, I was, you know, you would start a joke 
And every time I would think, oh, am I going to have to get up and leave right now? But then, you know, you would make it about yourself or you would make it about this and that or it wasn't actually homophobic and whatever, you know. Right. And I'm like, oh, you're the worst kind of person. Like, at every joke, you're like, am I about to leave right now? Yeah. Why did you, why did you come? Yeah, it's like, just ruins your night. It's just like, you're ruining the art of just like being funny, you know? Like, it's just like, I was just saying a joke. Like, it's not that serious. Exactly, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I get heckled all the time. Yeah. It just, I mean, dude, I get heckled at, like, Wise Guys does an open mic on Tuesdays and Mm -hmm. Wednesdays, you know, and you get three minutes, right? That's it. That's it? Yeah, you get three minutes. Damn. And I got heckled during my three-minute set. A loser. I, like, did a joke or whatever, and she, this, this woman just, like, starts piping up from the back. I was like, are you seriously heckling in a three-minute set? I was like, all right, fuck it. This is about you now, lady. Right. And then. Let's go to war. And I was just talking. I, it wasn't even it wasn't even a good interaction. Because right. I was talking about doing something about Park City. And she's like, I'm from. Nah, nah, nah. I go, what? She goes, I'm from Sandy. I go, okay. Uh. So not related. And then I was like, oh, I just, whatever. But, yeah, it blows my mind when people, like. Think they have the audacity to just start talking. I'm like, drunk people, I get it. Yeah. You know, you're just, you're an asshole. And yeah. You're drunk and you think you're funnier than you are. Mm-hmm. It's, I still, I don't like it, but like, mm-hmm. I understand it more than someone who like genuinely thinks they're helping. Right. By like yelling something out at you. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, it, it makes me uncomfortable, like, being an audience member. Like, I, when someone like, turns the show into their show like in the crowd it's like super like uncomfortable for everyone there like just like yeah. oh it's like i'm not here to see the karen show i'm here to see him on stage like shut the fuck up but, yeah like, get out too yeah. kind of thing like, yeah yeah every i mean exactly because we've all been in shows where it's happened yeah it's like, oh just no stop uh yeah that's why i mean there's so much there's not so much but there's like you know there is a responsibility to like as a as the you know comedian or yeah. whatever, being on stage to be like all right well I can't let this ruin things like I you yeah. know and it's I mean I if you know people guys get to the or comedians get to the point where they can just say hey throw throw them out yeah and then they get out and then yeah it's awkward for a little bit but then you forget about it yeah I'm not near that point I'm nowhere yeah. near there so like I can complain about somebody and be like I think they're going to be a problem right. and then the the staff will be like okay and then they do nothing, and then they end up being a problem, and then it's like, ah, what a cool. wasted night. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, so I just, yeah, I feel like when that happens, it's like, oh, boy. All right, well, this is what it is now. Right. And, you know, but sometimes I should say that, like, uh, certain shows call for that. Certain crowds, like, don't want to hear a well-written joke. Like, right. they don't care how witty you are, yeah. right? They don't want to hear that shit. And, like, I, I did this show out in Lancaster in California. Okay. It's, uh, when I got there, it was at this bar. Had a sign out the, on the front that said, like, no gang colors, no biker patches, no weapons, no this and that. I'm like, okay, cool. Good. <laughs> this is what I'm stepping <laughs> into. A good show, yep. <laughs> and uh, one of my buddies even, like, texted me when he saw that I was there. He was like, uh, hey, Actually, be careful, though. I'm mm-hmm. from there, so <laughs> it's, like, not a cool place. <laughs> right. Be careful. And I was like, oh, nice, great. And this, yeah, so I'm doing this show, and it's, like, I mean, 
you know, I was, uh, I was a minority at that bar for sure. Right. right? Like, so, and I'm always like watching the crowd before I go up. I'm like, okay, what are they laughing at? What are they laughing at? And like people went before me just like bombed so bad. Do you know what you're going to say before you go on stage most of the time or no? I try to, yeah. yeah. I try to, like, have a set list at least, at least for a show. Right. Like, I have a set list, and I'm like, this is what I'm doing. I, you know, I keep it, I mean, I keep an open mind and, like, letting it flow, fluctuate a little bit. Right. I'm trying to, I'll interact with, if I get into an interaction with somebody, and, like, that leads into a different, you know. I'm, yeah. And I'm, like, changing the order in my head on stage and mm-hmm. shit, and, like, um. That's if it's like that, you know. It it, it just depends on the, You're the situation yeah. and like. But for the most part, like yeah, I have a I have a set list. Okay. That it's like. This bit, this bit, this bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Mike's, I'll go. I just usually just go up with an idea, mm. just like fuck around and, just try to figure it out, you know. And if it works, you Keep write it, it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the question? Le- you were at Lang. You were in Lancaster. Oh yeah, Lancaster. Yeah. Scared out of your mind. <laughs> Shit myself, bro. And then I'm wa- yeah. These people are bombing before me, and then I'm like looking at watch, can see what this crowd's laughing at. I'm like, and I go up and I did like I did a joke that I would open with mm-hmm. sometimes, and because it's like a, I think it's a decent joke, right? And it's like it it get, it's lets people know like. This is what to come. This is the kind of idea. It's a very, it's like, it's very sarcastic. Yeah. It's very like, I feel like it sets the tone well. Okay. And they did not like the tone that I set. Right. Uh. <laughs> they were like <laughs> not into that. It was this huge spread out bar. The tables were arranged so that they were all facing each other, like, you know, around a circle, you know, yeah. table. And so like backs are turned to me. Oh. There's like, like actually like 20 TVs on, you know, yeah, playing different sports, people yeah. are watching, shooting pool. It's like so loud. No one gives a, f- people are smoking, smoking weed, all this shit. There's kids. I, it was so, it was so wild. Whoa. And I did a joke and they didn't, they couldn't have cared less. And I was like, okay, I abandoned my entire set. And I'm just like, what do we got? Yeah. Talking to these people for a bit, talking to these people for a bit. And then that worked. They 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 like yeah. that more, way more than any joke I'd written. And then if if maybe, in a, a conversation an interaction led to a joke, I would try to squeeze that in there, yeah. and maybe and then it would bomb. I'd be like, okay, sorry. <laughs> back sorry. to this table. All right, this yeah, table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it got to the point, man. Where it's like, there was a table. There was a table like behind the stage, essentially, which is great for a <laughs> for a show. <laughs> Looking behind it. Okay, so what's going on? And then, yeah, towards the end of the show, I was talking to this table. It was a table of like, it was like eight women. Yeah. Um, and one of them said she had 10 kids. I was like, 10? What are you making an army? Jesus Christ, you know? And I did this whole, I did this bit about Coney and it was <laughs> bad, bad idea. Jeez. Child army joke. <laughs> it wasn't. Anyway, uh, and then I told her like, uh, and I said, um, I said, do you want an 11th? I said that. I was like, yeah, 10 kids. Do you want an 11th? You know? Yeah. Whatever. I'm just throwing shit out. You want an 11th? I meant it as, because I still, (laughs) they were like older women. Obviously, 10 kids, you got to be. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway. You're not 40. 
<laughs> yeah, well, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe around 40 or 50, actually. Yeah. But, um, and uh, I, I, I still see myself as a child. Yes. <laughs> Especially when I'm on stage. I feel, I still feel yeah. like I'm... You feel like the youngest guy in the crowd. I feel yeah. so young, like... Unless they're they're act there's like high schoolers and right. like oh my god leave, <laughs> um, and then so I meant it as like adopt me. I said, do you want an eleventh? As in oh. like, will you adopt me? She took it as you're trying to yeah you try to go 11th. out tonight yeah. And then she goes, uh, she said something like, uh, she's like, oh, she goes, I never I ain't never had a mixed one before, and I'm like mixed one. <laughs> I was like, I thought she meant I was mixed. I was yeah. like, what do you think I'm mixed with? And she's like, uh, a little bit of black if you come see me. Oh. And then I just repeated that into the microphone. I said, a little bit of black if you come see me. And it crushed, dude. Yes. It annihilated the room. Her line. It's, Saved I mean, you. It, and I was like, hey, you guys have been great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and that, I ended on her fucking joke that, like, we, we were having two different conversations, yeah. her and I. But... She was so good. <laughs> She's such a good comedian. <laughs> we need to find her. That she was able, exactly, yeah, that she was able to be like, oh, this guy doesn't get what's happening. I'm going to still say, I'm going to say something so funny that it makes sense for both of our. And we're going to end the conversation here. She nailed it, man. Man. Like, Fuck. And then you went home and everyone thought you were great. I was like, man, that guy was great. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> they were, yeah, kind of, yeah, no, they were not thrilled. Like, but. Coming from LA, doing com- comedy, it's just different. And then coming here, it's different. Like, like Salt Lake comics have it like rough because you really do have to be. If you're not a clean person, you have to be. You're like you said, you're forced to kind of be clean in, in nature here. Is that ever like too hard for you? Like, do you feel like your jokes are like easily adaptable to all crowds? Or, well, uh, first of all, I feel like honestly the Comics and comedians of Salt Lake have it, dare I say, better than a lot uh, that I've seen, at least, than a lot of scenes that I've seen. Really? Um, in that, like, I mean, just the the idea that, like, when you go to, if you go to a mic, an open mic, mm-hmm. there is a there might be people there, mm-hmm. like an actual crowd of people. There right. might be 20 people there might be 10 people there, but there might be 10 people there. Right. And they're just there and you get to go up for free. You don't have to pay anything. Right. You get to go up and then tell your jokes. And, um, and then with wise guys, with the club, like the way they, with those Tuesday and Wednesday mics, they do one's in the lounge. The other's in the main room. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, 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 the lounge will bring in, 60 something people. Wow. Just all packed in there. And then the main room brings over a hundred sometimes. Wow. And you get to go, you get to be two months into stand up, a year into stand up, and Whenever. you get to go up in front of a legit crowd who came to com- to see comedy. And you get to f- experience that and you get to feel that, like, oh, this is what it's like to really do comedy. Yeah. The, r- the, the way that you think of it. Yeah. Because I feel like in so many smaller scenes, you're disillusioned immediately, mm-hmm. but you're so delusional that you're like, nah, I'm still doing it. Though. Right. <laughs> but here you actually kind of are doing it. You're going up in front of all those people and like, 
Um, you're getting feedback. You're getting like genuine yeah. raw reactions. And the scene is small enough that like you, if you're good, you can make a name for yourself. Right. You know? Like, so, um, you think that's helped you a lot? It's, I mean, it's, I, th- that's hard to say. Mm. I mean, I guess it's like, it's been really nice that I've like made the progress that I have. I've like got some momentum out here and I mm. think, I think it's helping in that like, yeah, I'm, I'm working on long, doing longer sets. I'm like, mm. you know, getting headlining spots, which makes me, people, you know, see me as a headliner. Right. If I'm doing it. So it's like, that's good. But you know, if I move back to LA or I move to, you know, uh, New York or a bigger scene like that, I mean, I'm probably starting all over again. Right. So, uh, that's kind of, that's tough to figure out. So for now, that's why for now I'm just like, I'm going to just try to go on the road as much mm-hmm. and kind of make a name for myself there. And then with, um, doing feature spots at wise guys, like getting to meet headliners and stuff. It's like, you know, I'm not trying to be too hopeful that right. like, you know, I'm not, I don't want anyone to make it happen for me, but I feel like just doing well in front of, yeah, the network pros. It's like, I yeah. mean, that's, that's how you do it. So it's gotta um, be crazy for you. Like doing the wise guy sets and like, seeing the list of names that have been on that stage too just like it's got to feel like almost empowering too just to be able to go on that stage and like knowing that small crowd the biggest of the big have been there yeah but you also see people do some of the craziest worst shit on that stage as well right so it's like it kind of balances balance, out yeah. a little bit um i it was cool to do I mean, to do the show with Trevor Mm -hmm. uh, last year, like, that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Because, like, that was the first time I'd been to the club or, like, oh, no, I think I'd done mics there. But, you know, it was, like, I didn't have to, I didn't, I just skipped (laughs) so much of, like, the hanging out process, getting to know people to get us, to get that chance for that show, to just be able to do it. But then after that, I did have to go through the whole right. <laughs> process. Right, but you went in reverse. You already yeah. had done it before, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so but the, the problem with uh, with a great scene that Salt Lake is, I mean, the and the, the great uh, crowds that go to Wise Guys for those mics is, yeah. like, is complacency. You see, you see guys um, who could and should be maybe doing a lot more mm-hmm. or be doing other stuff who have gotten used to doing, have gotten used to, you know, showing up right Wednesday night in front of a packed room. You go up when you want to go up because right. you're one of the guys. Right. And you get, you do your thing. Maybe you do a little longer than other, than the three minutes, you know, Cause just because you're, you're one of the guys. Yeah. And then, you know, and you see it, I mean, and, that's that's everywhere. That's gonna yeah. happen. That's like just that's everywhere. That's right. shit like that's gonna happen. But it, you notice, or I notice, the guys who are using it properly and not. I wouldn't turn that down. Like right. If I got if I get to that point where it's like I can just show up and be like, hey, let me get up right. after this guy, and they'll be like, okay. I'm but not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna turn that down. That's but it's not where you want to be. But, yeah. But if I do get there, I would use it. You know, to work, actually work on jokes. It's right. Because like, 
I mean, you see, I've seen a few guys do the same shit for almost a year now. Right. And that's just what I've seen. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it even years longer before yeah. that and years before that. And that's also everywhere too. There's guys like that everywhere. But, but wise guys give such a good opportunity mm-hmm. to like work on jokes in front of a l- cool crowd. That's like there to see comedy and like, that it's like, how, man, why are you doing this to yourself even? Why right. would you, like, you're just selling yourself short. Because it's, like, even I feel bad if I go up at a mic or if I go up somewhere where there's nobody there mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is going to suck. You know, that happens all the time. Yeah. Or I go to a show and nobody came. I'm like, well, here we go. Or, like, there's three people, legit. Um, like, at a, if it happens at an open mic and there's nobody there, it's like... Some people will try to do like their good stuff because they just want to do well in front of this crowd. Yeah. Or even you know what the better example is is a better crowd even is like is like a good crowd. If they go and there's a good crowd, they want to they'll do like material, so that just so that they do well. Right. But I'd rather bomb with new stuff mm-hmm. than do stuff that I've done a hundred times. Yeah. Or that I've been working on for, you know, or that's been worked out or that, like, I know is going to you know, work. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I just don't get, like, you just, I just feel, because I've done it, though. I've been that guy yeah. where it's like, yeah, you sell out for a set because whatever. But you feel, I mean, it feels so empty. It feels so shitty. Yeah. It's like, well, what did I just do? I did nothing. You didn't push yourself. I didn't do anything. I yeah. just, like, yeah, I just, like. Yeah, I just it just feels so phony, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it is, really. Because you just want to be yourself. Like, you want to just like this is what I've been working on. If it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Exactly. And that's all I want. Yeah. You just want reaction. That's all you feed off of. Yeah, yeah. This scene has been. Uh, I mean, this scene's been so great, and you know, I love, dude. I mean, what I love so much about comedy. One of the things that was like. I mean, it just, it made me feel so, so good about comedy was that when I first moved out here, I was like, just looking up open mics. Cause you know, I don't even know who to talk to right. or who to, so I'm just looking up on websites and like Facebook groups about like trying to find some obscure, someone who put a date and a time yeah. somewhere. Right. And I saw there was like, <clears throat> there was one that was like on Thursdays. So I go and don't know anyone, you know, I've, but I've, that's not uncomfortable to me because I've right I've moved around so much. I was always the new kid, but like, but when I got there, you I could see. I was like, "There's the comics." Yeah, I just knew. Yeah, you, you, see, just, know. you just know when you see them. You're like, "That's them," and I felt no issue. I had no issue whatsoever. Just walking up to them, being like, "What's up? You're the comics. I'm a comic. Here we go." Yeah, and. I mean, you know, to their credit, they were all just super welcoming and, like, you know, really cool. It's a very welcoming place, this is. For sure. I yeah. moved out here a year ago from Michigan. I'm originally from Michigan. Okay. And same thing, dude. I pulled up to my first house that I moved in. Like, the neighbors came out of their house and, like, greeted me and, like, introduced me to their kids and, like, Dang. made me food. What? It was just, yeah, it was just, like... It was, like, overwhelming to the point where I was just, like, this place is a little, like, purgy. Like, it's, yeah. like, like, what are they hiding here? Yeah, like, what's going on? But, no, it's just, this place is just, like, 
really nice people everywhere you go. I'm like, not convinced. I still think something's <laughs> Oh, up. no, something's <laughs> going on on that street for sure. But, like, man, like, they came out, love Mormon family, 10 kids, introduced me to all of them. All their names started with J. Like, yeah. It was, like, you know, like, the whole Weird shebang. Shit like that. Yeah, it was. But this place is very just, like, friendly with, like, for sure. everyone that I've met, you know, just, like, even you, just, like, just very, yeah, let's do it. Sure. Great. Yeah. yeah thank you. Like, super fun. Like, so yeah. 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 I mean, it's easy. To, it's it's just so much easier being nice. Yeah, it really is. Don't be a dick, yeah. <laughs> but you play the dick on stage, so it's, a little bit. It's fun. Yeah, I got it a little bit. Does that ever like? It, but. Does that come from like a specific inspiration of yours, or has that always just been you? Well, I mean, when I started, I was definitely like ripping off Louis. Yeah. I feel like you can tell who, um, you can tell who influenced a comic in their first year year of doing stand up. You know. Yeah. Uh, for and so my generation, and I'm sure a lot of uh, generations, but I I could I noticed my generation of doing stand up. It's like we were all it was Louis. We were all really? just like yeah, it was a high. I mean, it was a height of his popularity. Yeah. I mean, his show was huge. Yeah, and then his his specials were killing the so 2017 set. Yeah, like yeah. All that. Well, this was before that a little. Okay, okay. Um, this would have been like hilarious. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, around then. Uh, I saw 2017 live, though. I went to go see him Jeez. In a, at, the, at a theater. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, and then the as the years I've been doing it, you know, you see people. I'll see people doing stand-up. I see people do stand-up for the first time, you know, all the time. And uh, you could see, I would see the different uh, influences, yeah. the generations of influence, you know. So it's like you could see a bunch of dudes like, oh, these guys are doing Dalia. Yeah. Or, um, or, uh, oh, there was a big one in LA. Everyone was doing Mulaney. Really? See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like theater kids. Oh, I bet. They, they were like, they would go up and like, you could tell they're, they're like into either acting or theater, you know, performing just because of the way that they perform on stage. You right. Know, it's not, very exuberant yeah. hand motions. Yeah. yeah. Unnecessary. Unnecessarily yelling. Bit, yeah. That kind of stuff. And just the way they talk, it's like a scripted. Yeah. A, the a scripted theater thing. And then. And it's very hard to copy Mulaney because like he's so just like good at that. And yeah. it's just like when you try to be like that, it's just, I think it's a little hard. Yeah. And so, yeah, what I would see people try to do of his would be like, um, uh, I, I, a lot of the, 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 I guess, kind of the the voice mm -hmm. stuff, the way he plays with, like, you could just, I don't know, it just you could just tell the way they do this joke that it's like, yeah, they just kind of listen to Mulaney yeah. a lot. And, but, like, I'm, I was guilty of that, too. Yeah. I was just, like, trying to be Louie. Yeah. And, uh... What about I, right now? Like, who do you think, like, now you're like, damn, like, that guy's just, he doesn't miss. Like, he's that guy. Like, who's my favorite right yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shane Gillis, dude. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. Shane Gillis and Dan Soder. Dan Soder. I'm not not familiar with him. Um, Dan Soder. You heard of you know Big J Okerson? Yeah. Him and Dan Soder do the Bonfire together. It's like a podcast, and then they're 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 all comedians. But Shane Gillis is the guy who um who was hired for SNL and then got fired the next day. Yes. Yep. For the comments. Or not because of comments. Somebody <laughs> dug up a podcast from years ago where he said a yeah. word. And anyway, but man, 
Like he, yeah, he's been releasing like you know he's been doing like these ske- these this sketch comedy on YouTube, yeah. and it's I mean so fucking funny. <laughs> and then anytime he's on a podcast or something, I'm yeah I'm che- uh, I'll check that out. He's, Hell yeah, yeah he's he's a New York guy. I'm I'm more into the New York comics. Yeah, um, uh, that, you know, just any of those something East about, Coast. Yeah, I I think it's because I, I, I it's it's. It's very broad and like surface level to say, you know, East Coast does this and West Coast does this. Right. But there are certain things that it's like, it does feel like East Coast comics um, or New York guys, I should say, because it's not like Florida <laughs> comedians <laughs> are like this. But New York guys, at least, it's like the jokes are are um, the priority, mm-hmm. not the, c- the comedian. Yeah. Um. And versus, like, L.A., where, you know, and I was talking to another buddy of mine about this who's who's in L.A. as well, and we were, we were talking about the type of comedian that L.A. breeds. Yeah. And he had this theory that because it's, like, um, you know, because L.A. is so appearance-oriented, mm-hmm. it's so much about your look, right? Your Can brand. you market this look, yeah. this brand, that it does create a certain style of comedy because of that. That's why so many, dare I say, almost every L.A. comedian has either, either is doing or at some point has done a joke that's like, I look like blank fucked blank, or I look like a blank and a blank, or mm-hmm. if this had this baby, or whatever. Um, or if this happened to this person. That, like, I mean, I would see that so much that I was like, Oh, I'm never writing a joke like that. <laughs> Just because it's like, even if it's the right thing to do, I'm like, right. fuck you. Like, yeah, it's so. And I'm not trying to act too cool for school, even though I do <laughs> act too for cool. But it's you know, yeah, I guess it's. I don't know. I don't mean. I'm not trying to be cool by being the contrarian. But it's like, I I do feel that way. That it's like, right. if everyone's doing this, I'm not gonna do it. You don't like, want it. Yeah, I'm not because maybe you know. Part of it maybe because I don't have faith in myself to do it as funny or do it, you know, better than the others. But also it's like, but I think the main thing is like, if, I mean, you're going to get sick of this. Somebody's going to get tired of this. And then if yours isn't like so good, but also different, like it still has to be different because it's like, they're going to get tired of the same thing. So yeah, if... That's when I'm like, okay, well, that's not what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And even if it like, whatever, it's it's worth it's worth not doing. I feel like. Yeah, with like, I feel like the East Coast comedians. This is just some someone who like just generally likes comedy. Like, they're just so much better at like rambling and just like keep keeping the joke extended. Like, you just never know mm. when the joke's going to end. Like, person that think of as, like, Burr. Like, he just keeps going to the point where you're like, is this guy even, like, joking anymore? Is yeah. he just talking? Like, it's just, I've always been an, a fan of just someone who can just keep the ball rolling. Like, you just, they never stop. And then just, they have you going in so many different directions at the point that they're done doing the joke. You're like... I don't even know what the joke was anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, that's, that's, yeah, that's something I try to work on too is like, and that's, I think I mentioned it earlier is like, I've been trying to do that lately, but he, Burr is so good at just taking an idea and exploring. I mean, yeah, every aspect of it, um, like 
but it is so conversational. Mm-hmm. You know, he is just rambling. Yeah. But it's like, but it's, he knows what he's saying. He knows mm-hmm. what points he's making, obviously. And he's, I mean, yeah, he's just, he's the, he's the, he's a fucking, he's goaded, man. Yeah, he is. Uh, I saw Whitney Cummings once. I just like, it was at a festival and I just happened to I, like turn around and she was on stage. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And she was doing the special that was like, or maybe she was working on it. Mm-hmm. That was like the, uh, I, f- I didn't see it, but it was the, uh, the one with the sex robot. Yeah, sex yeah, doll yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And, but I was watching her do this bit and I think it, 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 I think it was her closer, but she was talking about the sex robot and same deal, dude. She like, and I, I mean, uh, I just, I was floored by, by the way she just like hit every fucking angle. Anything you could have thought of that would have had to do with a sex robot. It was like, she she explored it and mm-hmm. had a joke about it, you know? And, and I really admire that. Uh, especially now that I'm trying to work, figure, get a longer set going. Yeah. I have to do that. Yeah, dude, that... That jump, like hearing you say, like your f- the sets that you do at like my open mics, like three, and then you three minutes, and then you do like the headlining set you're doing, where it's like maybe 20, 25 minutes. Like yeah. 45 minutes has to sound like intimidating as hell. Like it's insane to like think that you can talk by yourself to a crowd for 45 minutes and then get off and then hope they give you the thumbs up. It's pretty nuts. It is very nuts, yeah. Nico. And I think, uh, the, the real trouble is having a good 40-minute f- set yeah. or 45. Like, I I did this. Oh, bro. I did this. <laughs> I got asked to do this. another comic out here. He's like, hey, um, there's a, it's a weed and tattoo convention happening up in uh, Roy, you know, way up, way up there in the Jeez. suburbs. And I go, how is it a weed? convention in utah yeah and he's like well it's like medicinal stuff so i'm like so it's not a weed convention it's got an asterisk by it yeah and it's just it was just at okay so it it was so bad it was at a tattoo shop but it was in like a little strip mall and there was an auto zone there and then i pulled up (laughs) there's a there's a bounce house inflatable castle uh, there's like a food truck there. There's a peep. There's some booths set up, you know. Yeah. There's people, and there's my buddy standing up in the par- in like in the parking lot. And I, I go up to him. I go, "What the hell is happening here, man?" And he's like, "Well, <laughs> this lady that I know who put this whole thing together asked me to, uh, yeah, asked if I wanted to do comedy before the band gets here and starts playing music." And I said, "Sure." And she goes, "Well, you could fill. We need you to fill an hour." And he goes, well, and obviously I'm not doing a full hour. So he asked me and another guy. And I was like, yeah, you need more than three <laughs> right. for an hour. I was like, what are you, <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and, yeah. And he's like, oh, I just thought we'd all do 20. Oh, I was like, you guys can't do, tw- you don't, you don't have 20. I was like, well, I said, you guys got 20. That's why how it said, honestly, right. I said, you guys got 20. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, all right. All right. So it was a host. Opener and then me. Host goes up. He's supposed to do twenty minutes, right? He's doing his jokes, and then he looks back at us backstage. Oh, by the way, 
By the way, I should say that sorry. The the stage yeah. was a microphone attached to a small uh speaker. Oh god. In the middle of a parking in the parking lot. <laughs> Not even at the edge of a parking the parking lot or in front of the car. In the middle, bro. I would like and then people are just walking around, like doing shit, going to the booths. Kids are running around like past me. Like there's no stage. I love it. It's standing on the ground in a parking lot. There's kids running past me and shit. And when I was on stage at one point, a car cars were driving by. They were leaving the parking lot and I had to get out of the way for the cars. <laughs> the life of a comedian, right? Oh, bro. I mean, so ask me how much I got paid for that one. Oh, Don't ask. <laughs> I got zero dollars. I got no. You know what? We went to IHOP after, and I oh. bought myself lunch. No, I, I think he got me lunch. Um. Anyway, so the first guy's up, right? He's supposed to do twenty minutes. He looks back and he goes, "How much time have I done?" And I was like, seven. And he's like, "Ooh." And then Ooh. he's like, he's like, tries to fuck around for a little bit, and he's like, "Hey, you guys have been great. Thanks a lot." Oh. He, he gets off at like eight, nine minutes, and then. Next guy goes up, you know, supposed to do 20, same deal. He checks back. How long have I done? I was like, 10, bro. You got to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> and then same deal. He gets off like a minute later. And then I went up for 42 minutes in this AutoZone parking lot. <laughs> and then I just fucking just did my thing, dude. I did every joke I'd ever written, ever. <laughs> I fucked around with the audience that wasn't there or paying attention. The yeah. yeah. I was mainly performing for the people in the who set up in the booths, right? right? For their uh I guess m- clinics or whatever. They were I don't even know what they were selling. Medicinal. Yeah. yeah, their CBD shit. Oh. And then at one point I go to my buddy afterwards and I was like, "Hey, so like, oh no, it's the woman who put it together." Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, you guys should check out, you know, the stuff we got, check out the booth, check out like the weed." And I was like, "Well, it's it's illegal, right?" And she's like, "Well, yeah, it's medicinal." I go, "So what can we do?" And she's like, "Well, you can go see if you qualify for medical marijuana." I go, "That's not fun." <laughs> like, "All right, that's what Oh, cool. Go Thanks. to the fair to see if I qualify." So I, and she goes, well, it's worth a sh- worth a tr- you know worth a look. Yeah, I go, yeah, I guess. And then I so I go up to the woman who's at, at the booth. You know, I go. She goes, how can I help you? I go, I guess. Uh, see if I can get medical marijuana. And then already she's like, oh, this fucking guy, <laughs> <laughs> this stoner. Right she's here. like, yeah, okay, <laughs> fucking asshole number, you know, ten thousand, right? Like, and then she's like. Have you suffered from this, 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 this? And I go, nah. She shows me a paper. She's like, these are any of the things you can have that will qualify you. Yeah. And not one of them I was even remotely, like, close to. I couldn't even, like, yeah. Dude, out Well, sometimes I, yeah, no. Dude, out here, like, it's crazy because in Michigan, my fraternity brothers all pitched in and got me a medical marijuana. That's how that's how easy it is in Michigan. Like they just knew, um, like cu- uh, one of the guys' uncle or someone grew yeah. trees. He was a caregiver. So yeah. He signed the paperwork for. Um, <laughs> they presented. I was the DJ of the frat, so they're like, "For your birthday, here you go." Oh, they all pitched in like twenty bucks. It was awesome. That's beautiful. Man. Yeah, it was. It was. It really brought me home. You know, <laughs> dude, bros. <laughs> yeah, I was my brother's keeper at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that the weirdest place you performed by far, or not even close? 
weirdest. It's hard to say. That's probably one of the worst <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, that might be the weirdest. I did one. I mean, yeah, that's probably the weirdest. I've done like, I did one that was like a benefit for Alzheimer's. Yeah. I had a joke about, uh, I did a joke about like not caring about your job or about like not want about working for, if you work for the Alzheimer's, if you work for like something that's finding a cure, like you probably don't want them to find that cure, you know, keep your job sort of deal. Jeez. And uh, yeah, they didn't really, they didn't like that, that but um, I was like, it's true. But it's true. Yeah. You monsters. You have a cure. That's why the cure is not out. They just want to keep making money. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, that, that AutoZone parking lot, bro. I mean, oh, I I mean, I mean, I've done, uh, I've done like Chinese restaurants where, you know, the people didn't know there was comedy happening. And so you got to go up there, interrupt their dinner. Yeah. And then be like, well, but fuck you, because this is a comedy show. <laughs> they told me to be here. Yeah. Tell jokes. Yeah. yeah. They yeah, they asked me to come out. So that's gotta be weird. Like when you're just kind of the guy in the back talking and then they get the turn around like what's that noise? Is that oh he's doing comedy? Oh, dude, like, I've seen that turn around so many times. What the and fuck's it, that noise? <laughs> it yeah, it does it it, it hurts oh, a, yeah. a little bit every time. When they're like, cause cause you, they'll be looking back, you'll see them looking back. And then you'll see them turn back to whoever they're with and just... Like, just some fucking comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ah, shit, that hurts. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, I did... Um, and this was another weird one, I guess. Um, Park City. This guy I know who d- that does, like, um, plays music at this bar. Okay. And uh, he's like, you know... Uh, I, go, I just I asked him. I was like, you can I open for you one time? Yeah. I think that'd be cool. And so I go out there, go out to Park City, dude, go to this, like, bar on the on the main street there. And it's, like, bumping, right? Yeah. And it's, like, you know, all these fucking hoity-toity fucking people. Millionaires, and yeah. Yeah, and they're all eating dinner and shit. And then I thought it was, like, a show or, like, a, he was going to be. No, dude. He had a speaker in the corner of the room mm. and, like, a guitar and it was like just him mm. going to be standing in that corner. I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like you're uh, the last thing that those people want to hear right now. Exactly. <laughs> like not not only do they not know he's about to start singing, they don't they don't have no idea yeah. I'm about to be here. And then I'm opening for him, and uh, you know I drove like an hour and change. I'm not. Yeah. I can't bail on it. No, I probably should have. <laughs> and then, yeah, so he goes up. He's like, hey, I'm going to be playing some music in a little bit. But but, but first, you know, let's uh, we're going to give us a, give it a hand for Trey Lamb, you know, because he's doing some stand-up. And I go <laughs> up, dude. <laughs> and people, like, looked at me and then just went right back to their meal, dude. Oh. I mean, there was a table right, like, I mean, like, three feet away from me because, mm. you know, this wasn't set up for a yeah. performance, this <laughs> venue. It's just a room, like a normal room where they spaced out appropriately the tables. So there's people three feet away from me, and it's a woman's back <laughs> facing me. And, like, she's there, uh, you know, with, with her dude. Uh, and then there's a lot of old people mm. who don't really like me. Mm-mm. You know, they're not crazy about my... Uh, 
my chill vibes. You know what I mean? They don't like it. You're not dressed appropriately, probably either, compared to something. Oh, I got this hippie hair. <laughs> I mean, I you know smell like weed everywhere. I yeah. Go. So old people didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, a couple of them would like chime it with it, like it would like nod at me. The dad after nod. I told a joke, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm like, all right. There was one table of like kind of youngish people that were into it, and they were like buying me shots through the set. Yeah. And. uh one guy like was leaving and he walked right in front of me. He walked across me and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, love the courage, bro. Oh, I go, Oh God. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the worst thing. And then I said that too. I was like, bro, that's the, <laughs> oh. oh my God. Yeah, but that's what you want to hear when you're trying to be funny is how courageous you are, man. Oh, that heart, that stung. And then, yeah. And then they, People who kept leave, uh, this other table left because they, you know, they would just finish and <laughs> just get the fuck going. You know what I mean? Let's get out of here, please. Check now. Like they'd be like, we just got your drinks. Like we'll take the check too. And yeah, this other table was leaving. I was like, <laughs> I was doing I whatever bit I was doing, and I should have just done crowd work at that place right. too, because like at least they're then they're kind of forced to. Someone's forced they're to like, pay oh attention. God, what? Yeah, <laughs> and then the person, people around them, will be like, "Oh God!" And then they'll start listening. And right. Then, if God forbid I say something funny, you might, you know. So, but yeah, my material was not flying. Yeah. Uh, but except for this one table, and then, and then, <laughs> afterwards, one of those dudes came up to because I was kind of talking to them too, and I was like, "Yeah, you guys are nice, and you're you're you know you buying me shots." you're all like rich pricks like every last one of you you know yeah and uh and they they were laughing at that because it's like yeah they're like it's true they're like yeah yeah and yeah another shot yeah yeah i'm going skiing after this you know i'm going home my jaguar yeah exactly yeah Yeah. what are you doing smoking weed after the show smoking weed and run yeah running out of weed and um afterwards this dude comes one of the one of the kids from the table they're not kids they're probably in their late 20s but comes up to me after and he because i said he looked like paul walker mm. he did gorgeous yeah guy. seriously and he was like oh bro let me tell you about a time uh about the other time someone said i looked like paul walker i go all right fine and this is why i hate rich people and th- th- this like this made it so evident for me yeah like immediately because he goes this is the time other time i got recognize someone thought i looked like paul walker i'm getting um so i'm getting back from a 10-day surfing trip in nicaragua with my buddy of mine <laughs> i'm like oh <laughs> right there <laughs> go away yeah. dude what are you doing like <laughs> anyway so i'm getting back from this 10-day surfing trip in nicaragua and i had to lay over in miami with my buddy and we're like we had so much fun the first night we're like fuck it let's just Okay. Stay the whole week. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And then he's telling just telling me about it, partying all this whole week. And then he goes, yeah. And then one night we came back to the hotel and this dude in the lobby was like, Paul Walker. I was like, that's the story. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And he thought he thought he changed your life right there. He thought he t- told a story. Yeah, he like, thought, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, just like, and you're like, wow. He's like, let me hit you with this, dude. How crazy is this? This is deep shit right here, bro. 
I go, yeah, your life is great. What do you want? <laughs> Let me go home. Go bro. away. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Bro. Get your fried calamari and get out. Oh my god, is uh, it was the worst, dude. I was like, so the whole story is. And a, a guy in a hotel lobby said, Paul Walker. That's it. That's And that story. changed his life. He remembered it so much that he was like, man, I'm I'm Paul Walker. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And then I, yeah, confirmed that. <laughs> well, dude, uh, I got to let you go to this open mic. Oh, shit. Yeah, that we're, was, we're, we're, yeah, we're on. Flew through that, we huh? Flew through that. But, uh, right on. Trey Lamb, ladies and gentlemen, he is headlining a show here at Wise Guys Comedy July 11th. Yeah. Um. That's on what day? It's a Sunday. Sunday? Yeah, 7 p.m. 7 p.m., Wise Guys Comedy Club. Uh, go check it out. Thank you for doing this, man. This was so exciting. Hopefully you come back and do it again, all right? Yeah, this was great, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. We'll be back soon.